The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Business, and I'm your host, Chrissy Coughlin. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we have with us right now our president and founder, Alex Lasky. He is the president and founder of OPower, and he is responsible for engaging their utility and government partners um, with OPower's purpose and products. He's also a highly sought-after speaker at energy-related conferences throughout the U.S. and abroad, and he's got lots to tell us about this terrific company. Welcome, Alex. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having Um, me. You're very welcome. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. I'm I'm really... uh, I've been following you guys ever since I met you at Verge, and um, I think this—you're just—it's an amazing company, and clearly I'm not the first to discover you. But it's always fun when you come across companies you think have really kind of gotten it and found a niche. So um, it's fun to have you on the show, and I'm excited for our listeners to learn more about the company and also about you. So why don't we start with you? Uh, Tell us your story, uh, how you ended up in Doe Power and, and what the trajectory was. Sure. Uh, I used to be work in politics. I used to run political campaigns, and I uh, was very good at coming in second place, uh, which <laughs> in, in American politics is not that great. Uh, so, um, uh, and I, I was interested in politics, uh, I think, uh, for the right reasons. I was interested in policy and was particularly interested in energy and in particular in environmental policy and issues, Um, and spent the last seven months of 2006 doing, after a failed primary campaign, uh, doing polling and strategy work on a bunch of different legislative and ballot measure initiatives having to do with energy and environmental policy. Uh, And uh, it was a fascinating experience in which I was responsible for surveying the attitudes of people across the U.S. um, and their attitudes towards energy and towards the environment and learned a lot. And despite my involvement, actually, we were quite successful in getting a a number of things passed. Uh, So that that was the end of 2006. And sometime during that fall, uh, Dan Yates, who was a college classmate and old friend of mine um, uh, approached me about doing something together, starting a business or some sort of organization together to have a positive impact on the environment. And Dan had had a successful software startup previously. uh, And uh, the two of us started renting, I guess, squatting at a desk in January of 2007 Uh um, with five or six ideas of what we could do together to have a positive impact. And eventually, um, that spring came to this notion, which uh, seemed slightly crazy to people we were talking to about it, that if we gave people better information about their energy consumption, we could drive meaningful reductions in consumption. Uh, And that was the basic premise uh, when we started the business. That's great. So let's talk about O-Power. How do you describe it to people? What's the elevator pitch for the company? 
Well, thankfully, we're in a very tall building, so the elevator pitch c- can take a while, and the elevator's slow. But uh, we, uh, <laughs> what is so powerful? Uh, what is Opower? Opower, we're a software company. We work with utilities across the globe now to provide better information to their customers, and that information drives uh, smarter use of energy. Uh, we do that by running analytics uh, on energy data in combination with a bunch of other data sets, including weather data, housing data, demographic data. Uh, We run analytics on the back end and then deliver a really exceptional customer experience for millions and now 13 million households across the U.S. and across the globe. Um, And they get not the data, but the insights and analysis from that data uh, in a timely fashion through, through communication channels that they trust from their utility. And in turn, um, people make smarter decisions and are saving energy and using it at better times of day. Mm-hmm. So you're you're up to 13 million households because every time I read about you, it's, it goes up. So this is you're having a, it's happening quickly. How many households you're reaching? What are you? What are you? What are, what are we looking at in terms of uh, energy efficiency? In terms of savings, what are consumers? Yeah. Saving. So, yeah, we're working. So, those 13 million households are across approximately 70 utilities, uh, most of them in North America, in the U.S. Um, next month, we will hit the one terawatt hour goal of ours, which is to say, over the course of the company, uh, we will have saved one ter- We and our utilities and their customers will have saved uh, one terawatt hour. And the terawatt hour is enough to power. A city of 250,000 people for uh, for a year. Uh, so I think the city of Orlando, uh, Mickey and Minnie and Donald and the rest of them, uh, taken off the grid by the efforts of our uh, the customers getting our information. Um, okay. And this year alone, we will save another terawatt hour of energy. So um, you talked about our growing quickly, and that is happening. So it took us. Uh, nearly four and a half years to save the first terawatt hour of energy, um, and it will take us another year to save the second terawatt hour. Um, so that's exciting. It put another perspective in terms of the amount of savings. Last year alone, um, the the entire U.S. solar industry saved just shy, I mean, generated just shy of two terawatt hours. So, um, uh, this year, we will save more than one half of what the entire solar industry puts out. That's amazing. I mean, that that's that's good to put it in that context because it's always a question. You're actually having people save energy as opposed to pushing alternative energy. I mean, they're all they're that's all right. kind of, they're intertwined, but it's it's uh, it's an interesting twist on it. Um, yeah, and I think it's a good first step towards get. I mean, I we started this business. Uh, not because we thought energy efficiency or saving energy were was the only thing necessary to do, but we thought it was the biggest overlooked resource. It was the biggest untapped opportunity to change the energy um, equation in the U.S. and uh, and uh, you know we're we're still only a company of 250 people, but to be having the kind of impact that we are, uh, I'm very bullish on on what we can accomplish and what the sector can accomplish generally. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the con- con- the customers in a second, but how about these utilities? Uh, you're, you, same thing. Every time I read about you, you're partnering with more utilities. I mean, on a weekly basis. Why are they so interested in working with you? Yeah. So I think it's two things. I think the um, uh, there's there is uh, the, the primary reason is that utilities are 
the utility customers are looking to the utility and demanding and expecting a better experience. Now, you think about, uh, I, uh, I grew up in New York, and uh, Con Edison, when Con Edison competes with its customers, um, yeah, sorry, Con Edison's com competitors in the minds of its customers are not um, other utilities, but it's Bank of America and American Express and Verizon and Comcast. And, uh, you know, we information services have transformed those other industries, financial services, telecom, banking, uh, in the last 10 to 15 years. And now uh, utilities realize that they, too, need to transform the way they engage their customers and deliver a, a more robust and compelling user experience. Um, and so that's the primary reason that they're they're they are partnering with us. Um, a secondary and very important driver here is uh, policy, which aligns their incentives with the public incentive. So, driving uh, utility that has an interest towards driving energy efficiency rather than just driving greater energy sales. Um, and that that's policies that that create incentives like that are in place now in more than 20 states. Um, and uh, they range from decoupling where the utility and decoupling with an incentive mechanism where the utility actually makes more money by delivering energy efficiency than they would by um, delivering energy mm -hmm. uh, uh, to just a standard EERS, energy efficiency resource standard, where there are penalties or incentives in place for utilities to achieve certain certain goals as outlined by the state. Okay. Wow, it's fascinating because it's because it really has sort of had this this um, this rippling effect that's happened very quickly. So, or is it sort of the, the a situation where you're in a position um, where so many utilities have jumped on board at this point that you can go to the the other utilities that haven't yet or you haven't even approached yet, perhaps, and it's really a very quick sell, or are you having? any difficulties getting some utilities to jump on board? Sure. I mean, nothing is easy, of course, but it's it has become easier. And I think utilities um, utilities are very understandably risk-averse. Uh, uh, utilities, uh, you know, when they think of customer service, they think first of uh, reliability, safety. Uh, and that's, as, our, as their customers, that's exactly what we want them to be thinking of first. Um, so they're, they're, they're not quick to jump on a new technology or a new trend just because others are doing it. I think, though, uh, they are increasingly seeing uh, what others do and seeing the benefits that are, that are accumulating for those utilities and for their customers and uh, are, are choosing to work with us. And I think they... I think one of the reasons they choose to work with us, though, is that there are a very robust technology stack and security stack. Uh, utilities are not eager to give their data away just to anybody. So when partnering with us, the tires are getting kicked pretty hard. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel good about I feel good about the competitive place that we're in as a consequence. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned the customer. Uh, for our listeners who are just joining in, uh, we're speaking with Alex Lasky. He is the founder and president of OPower. Um, so let's talk about the customer. I, I'm a customer. Most people listening are customers. Uh, you know, they get their bills. Um, what, what are what are we seeing on these bills? How are you making energy efficiency tangible to people like me? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So the average customer, the average uh, household, according to an Accenture study that they just published, the average household spends six minutes a year 
actively engage with their energy consumption. Uh, obviously, we're using electricity for many more than those six minutes, but we spend six minutes a year thinking about it. And this does not come as a surprise to me from having done the polling in the political world. Nearly everybody thinks saving energy is a good idea, but next to nobody wakes up in the morning worried about it. So, um, you know, for us, if we're going to get people's attention and get people to take action, it, it, isn't, it isn't satisfying just to wait for them. And we, we have excellent web portals that you as a customer could come to if your utility was a partner of ours. But we expect and know that very few people are going to actively seek that information out. So um, the key place where we start delivering information, at least initially, is through email or through the mail. Um, so the bill that you get, which is loaded with fine print and charges and is essentially a Byzantine impossible to understand document. Uh, right. At the moment, we don't even try to fix that. We're, we send you a different report. Uh, it comes on behalf of the, your utility. Uh, from the outside, it may look like a bill, but when you open it up, you clearly see this is not asking for you, you for money. Instead, it's uh, showing you ways in which you can save. So it gives you some context to understand your consumption, which typically means comparing you to similar homes in your neighborhood to give you a sense of where you stand and how you're doing. And then based on analysis that our team does on the back end, we're targeting specific recommendations for you, uh, things you can do in your house, behaviors that you could adopt, uh, investments that you can make, ranging from small things like new light bulbs and filters for your air conditioner to larger investments like insulation and windows. Okay. So how does this how does this compare if you're if you're renting versus do you have any data on if you're a renter versus a homeowner? What people are actually sure. doing with this information? Uh, yeah, um, of course, we do have information about whether you're a renter or a homeowner, and we deliver different recommendations to you based on it. So we don't tell renters, uh, or we aim not to tell renters or f folks living on a low fixed income uh, to buy new appliances or rip out their windows and install new ones. Um, we mm -hmm. tell renters instead low-cost or no-cost things they can do to save. Um, the impact that we have and that we're yielding now across these millions of homes is fairly consistent, at least proportionally, across renters and homeowners and wealthy and poor. Uh, we're typically get, uh, helping uh, renters and homeowners alike save approximately 3% on their energy bills. Uh, but the means by which we get there is different, and the, the actions that those people take are different depending on who they are. Okay. And then I, I hear, and I've read, read, so I know this is probably true, that you, you get little smiley faces on the report. That, sure. that, that are sent to you. Tell us about these. Tell us about the smiley faces. Well, it turns out that being recognized and given positive rewards for doing well is not something that's limited to grade school. Um, we all respond well to positive feedback. And uh, we founded the company in part with uh, Robert Cialdini, who's our chief scientist and who took a sabbatical to work with us the first year. He He's the most cited behavioral scientist in the U.S. and maybe actually in the world. wrote a book called Influence, among other books. And uh, some of the research he did demonstrated that uh, if you give people this kind of social context, this comparison to uh, similar homes or similar people, and you show them that they're doing better than average, that there's a temptation or a t uh, tendency to revert to the mean, uh, unless you give them positive feedback for doing that. So it turns out that we're we're constantly giving people positive feedback when they're doing well, when they're doing well overall, when they're improving, et cetera. 
Uh, and mm-hmm. with our recent announcement of our partnership with Facebook, um, we're taking this to a whole nother level um, uh, in terms of the kind of feedback that we're giving to people and the, the, the close connectedness we're making for folks. Tell us about this partnership with Facebook. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's um, so. Um, we've been delivering information now for four plus years to customers, showing them how they compare to uh, similar homes in their neighborhood. But what we wanted to be able to do next was provide the social context and the social graph, and show people not only how they're. Um, how they compare to neighbors, but how they compare to their friends and family across the globe. And we also wanted to open up our platform so that people, even without, even if their utilities were not a customer of ours, um, could begin to benefit from some of the information and analysis that we provide to people. So now, um, anyone anywhere in the world can go to social.opower.com, sign up, and see how their energy consumption compares to similar homes, and then invite their friends to compete. And 20 million households, approximately one in six households in the U.S., um, we we have enabled a partnership with the utility. And so um, you type in your utility account information, and your data is automatically ported into the application. Uh, and so it makes it easier for you to compare and, and compete. Uh, and then what what's really exciting about this um, uh, for us and for Facebook both uh, and for the utilities is that we're beginning to bridge that gap. The six minutes that people spend a year, time spend a year thinking about energy is growing uh, as a consequence of this, and it's becoming. You know, energy data is boring, but it's not boring to compete with your friends and to begin to. Uh, I was I, I was looking the other day and saw how a um, somebody had had one of my friends had had reduced their energy consumption to a shockingly low number. Perhaps as a way of competing with with the rest of us, and um, somebody teased them because we know him to be a huge reality TV uh, connoisseur. So we asked him if he stopped watching reality TV, uh, and as soon as that happened, this conversation about energy became a car- conversation about the Kardashians. That and, is funny. Um, uh, you know, I don't aspire to be. Uh, our Kardashian and uh, aficionado, but I think you know. I think the the key thing here is um, we're making energy something that's uh, entwined with everyday entertainment. Um, uh, it yeah. you know it may not be the sexiest or most exciting thing, but if we can combine it uh, and thinking and in discussions about with the most sexy and exciting things in your lives, then that's that's a good start. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, the face, obviously, that's wonderful for OPAR to be, to have this, this partnership with Facebook. And then the people who are not, uh, you, I think you brushed upon it, that, but the people who don't have utilities that are partnered with you are sort of left out of the conversation, or are they able yeah, to somehow... So- yeah, so I mean, for people who are not connected with, who are not yet connected to an O Power utility, I guess there are three options. One is you can move, um, and we're you know, <laughs> happy to send you information about the utilities we do work with. Uh, a second and perhaps less um, less uh, disruptive thing to do would be to sign up for the social application. And, and if if your utility is not yet connected, um, you can at least enter your own energy data, which is not that cumbersome. We've made it easy to do that. Um, and you can get some taste of O-Power functionality. And then, of course, the third thing is um, 
uh, I think utilities are considering us uh, and, uh, you know, hearing from their customers about what customers want um, certainly will help. Utilities are very customer-centric uh, and are becoming increasingly that way. So, um, I think if they heard from their customers that their customers wanted O-Power functionality, maybe they would be responsive. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that it's just going to enable, the, it gives the customer so much power to go back to their utility and say, I want to be part of this Facebook app, which is, you know, ironic. it's crazy to think that that's the way it would come about. But that's that's what's going on. It's the whole gamification. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny. We've had, um, you know, Recycle Bank on the show and Practically Green, and it's this gamification, competing, having fun, making something that isn't sort of... You know, on the on the surface, sexy, fun, and it's kind of sexy and fun. It's great. So, um, yeah. you know, it's 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 got it's got a huge. It's all about behavior, like you mentioned before, and not shoving it down people's throats and saying you have to do this. And that's it's empowering empowering the customer. How do you how do you get feedback from 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 your customers on what you guys can be doing better, or how to, is that a two way conversation as you as you hone the business? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's it is really wonderful uh, to have now seventy clients uh, because, um, and to have built real relationships with them. Uh, you know, we today across these thirteen million homes and seventy clients, we can constantly test and iterate on different ideas that we have or different ideas that our clients have. Um, all of them, you know, we're a SaaS company, which means we're a software as a service company, and all of all of the utilities we work with, their data sits uh, in our private cloud. It's a multi-tenant platform. And what mm-hmm. that means is as we do additional R&D, uh, each of our utility partners gets the benefit of that over time uh, pretty quickly. And um, last year across these 70 utilities, or last year maybe it was 60 utilities, we ran 220 different experiments. Um, you know, each utility probably got no more than three or four of those experiments run on their customers. But experiments that uh, some of them pretty modest in nature, where we might change the language we use when we communicate with a customer, where we might change the way a graphic looks, um, to more uh, additional experimental stuff like um, layering on an email or a text message at a specific time on top of something that came through the mail or a phone call that that reinforced a message that was delivered in the mail. Mm-hmm. And of those, and we constantly that we you know for each of these tests to actually be meaningful, you need to put something like twenty five thousand or fifty thousand homes in each of the test cells, so that you can deliver a different experience for fifty thousand homes than you do for the other set of fifty thousand homes, and you can measure is there any meaningful impact that comes from those from that experiment, uh, and you know more than half of those experiments, I suspect. Uh, yielded or will yield no statistically significant interesting uh, results. But um, those that do yield positive results, we roll out then across the utility base. So we're constantly engaged in a dialogue with our utilities, and they are coming to us with new challenges they face, new objectives that they have about how they want to engage their customers. And of course, we and they both are talking to the end consumers because at the end of the day, what matters most is what does the consumer want, what will engage the consumer most, what are his or her priorities. Um, and um, uh, together, we're identifying those and then um, making plans to help address them. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's great. Okay, we're speaking with Alex Lasky, he's the founder and president of O Power. I have a couple a couple more questions for you. So as you as you grow out, what are the what are you finding to be the biggest barriers now to to your growth? Uh, well, we're growing really quickly, so it's you know for us, I think the two biggest barriers are one, uh, like any successful startup, it's recruiting and hiring. Uh, we especially are looking for really talented user experience designers, product managers, and software developers, um, and uh, in both our San Francisco office and in our headquarters uh, near Washington D.C. in Arlington, Virginia. I think that is always a top-tier priority for a successful, fast-growing company. Um, yeah. So, opower.com, and you can look at the jobs link. Um, <laughs> the other great. is a the the other is a uh, a policy uh, barrier. Uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier when we in our conversation, but uh, utilities need to have the proper incentives to uh, to um, achieve energy efficiency. Uh, utilities are for profit businesses for the most part, and uh, they you know are. The, in a in a traditional model, are looking to sell more power and make more money that way. Uh, but there are plenty of places, uh, in states run by Democrats and states run by Republicans, both, where legislation has been put into place that creates incentives for utilities. Um, and uh, you know, Minnesota, with Governor Pawlenty, and uh, has one of the best incentive mechanisms. The Republican governor passed that into law. Um, Massachusetts has a great incentive system, uh, as does California. Um, but, uh, you know, utilities' appetite for efficiency is only as large as the regulatory uh, construct in which they sit. And, uh, right. it, you know, we shouldn't fool ourselves. These utilities sit in synthetic markets. They don't uh, – um, they're monopolies and they are regulated as monopolies. So they need to have the right incentives um, to give their customers better information to help their customers save energy. And if those incentives are in place and are aggressive, um, then we're going to thrive as a business. Right. And that's true uh, so globally, too, incidentally. We're now, you know, we have an office in London, and we're, we're, I'm spending a lot of my time overseas. Um, and uh, there are markets that are well uh, well positioned, where we're well positioned, and there are other markets where utilities are still making money the old-fashioned way by confusing their customers and selling more power rather than less. Right, exactly. So I did. I did read something that you um, are going to be work over, working over in the UK. Is that correct? Or yeah, doing something over there? Yeah. And in there, especially, you know, you asked at the beginning, why are utilities working with us? I think that's a market where I'm where I'm really bullish uh, because the utility there and utilities there generally have virtually zero incentive to achieve energy efficiency. It's actually kind of a tax for them. They still make money by selling more power, um, but the our clients uh, in the UK and elsewhere in competitive markets uh, see what we do as a necessary thing to begin to offer to their customers to transform the experience that their customers have of them to gain more loyalty with their customers. Uh, and uh, because if, if you're a utility customer in the UK, you can switch your electric providers as easily as you and I can switch our cell phone providers. Actually, even easier because we don't have, you know, uh, cell phones that work only with one provider. You could choose anybody to provide electricity to your house. So the electricity providers are actually competitive with one another and trying to provide a much better user experience and a better offering for their customers. Huh, that's really interesting. So so where are we going to see 
Oh, power in in an, let's. I mean, I would say I would say five years, but who knows? Let's say two years. Sure. I think um, for us, uh, the three primary things that we're going to be doing in the next two years. Um, uh, one is continuing to expand on the feature set that we that we've brought to market in the U.S. and to bring it to more customers in the U.S. and to enrich it. So a couple of key pieces of functionality that we're rolling out uh, now or have recently rolled out that I'm particularly excited about and I think that uh, sort of ordinary customers are excited about. Um, one is uh, high bill alerts and unusual usage alerts. So you know, the kind of thing that has become commonplace in financial services, the call you get from your credit card telling you that somebody just spent $1,500 on chocolate <laughs> on your credit card uh, and um, you have to sheepishly admit that actually that was you. Uh, uh, but you know this kind of un- uh, unusual purchase uh, alert is the same kind of thing we're now doing with smart metered enabled utilities. We're sending customers a text message or an email or a phone call that says, over the last week, you've used twice what you typically use, or this month you're on track for a bill that's 30% higher than your typical bill. And so it transforms the customer experience because instead of getting an alert at the end of the month, and not an alert, but a high bill at the end of the month that all you can do about is curse and you know <laughs> grumble, um, it's much better to be and then leave it on the desk for a while. Up. Uh, so that's that, that kind of functionality, get, moving people onto new rates and tariffs and driving better engagement and better efficiency, that's one of the three areas that I think you'll see us continue to grow and hopefully with more and more utilities in the U.S. Um, to more and more of their customers. A second area is globally, um, and uh, we're excited about the partnership in the U.K. We will be announcing other partnerships this year across the globe, again, with forward-looking utilities who are interested in driving real um, uh, real ch- changes in the way they engage their customers, and then in the third place is we're 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 beginning to make hardware uh, more user friendly. So um, we you know we're an information company. We're going to remain an information based software company, but we're looking for the biggest opportunities to help customers save. And the 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 first piece of hardware that we're encountering and we're building a relationship with is the thermostat. We have a partnership with Honeywell, which we announced last autumn and which we're bringing to market uh, now with some utility partners and will be available in stores and um, through contractors later this year. It's a Wi-Fi enabled thermostat. So the thermostat uh, and this was a number I didn't know until we, we were really looking into this. The average household in the U.S., 50% of the energy consumption in the house comes from the HVAC system. Uh, and uh, so the thermostat, and you think about the user experience of using a centrally programmed thermostat, and it, you can't think of a much worse experience. It's like programming your thermostat is harder than programming the VCR used to be. Uh, and so we're totally transforming that experience, and uh, you'll be programming your thermostats on your iPhone uh, and on the on the web uh, rather than having to go up to a device that's plugged into some inconvenient wall in your house. Uh, and we we fully expect that we'll drive significant savings for for customers and a new channel for utilities to uh, to communicate and help their customers. So I think in those and that's just the first piece of hardware we're interacting with. But I think that's those are the three directions you'll continue to see us grow, and you'll probably Excellent. continue to hear me say we need more great software developers to help us. I know. Well, I'll help you. I didn't, you know, I did not realize this. So I'll help you uh, through my networks get the word out because I think you guys are doing great stuff. We Absolutely. Even pay referral uh, bonuses. So uh, oh, you, you great. Can, you know, you 
can use some of that money to buy a new O-Power thermostat or even something sexy like insulation for your attic and help you save energy. (laughs) Only if it's pink. Only if it's pink. All right. Well, Alex, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, It's wonderful to hear about all you're doing, and I wish you guys the best of luck as you will keep on rolling everything out and growing. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, and uh, happy Earth Day, everybody. uh, You know, Chrissy, when you're in D.C. next, let us know. Maybe you can come by and visit. Absolutely. We'll do. We'll do. Thank you, Alex. Bye. Okay. Bye. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. 